for service. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to what's been going on in the news. Mm -hmm. Today I need us to pray. Amen. But before we pray, not only for Israel, we have to also pray for the body of Christ. Because so many of us got caught off guard by all the mess that was being shared about the alarm that went off on what day was that Tuesday or whatever, Wednesday. Everybody was worried about this system check that was going to do all these things to us. It was going to release radiations. It was going to um, turn us into zombies. It was going to activate. Hold up. This is my favorite part. Hold up. It was going to activate this chip on the inside of us that came from a vaccine that we never took. So here this group is saying it's going to do all this stuff to us, but yet it's the same group who never took the shots. But nobody caught on. No one's tracking and people are going to turn into zombies, and they're going to be this, and they're going to be that, and it's going to start these cancers. All of a sudden, fear starts filling the body of Christ as well as the rest of the world. But do you not think that there were some warnings before this attack on Israel happened? So while we're focusing over here on the hand puppet, the plot's happening over here against Israel. We're praying against zombies, and they're being attacked. We're praying against this chip being activated, and Israel is being attacked. Now, here's what we've got to understand about all of this. is that, number one, the purpose of that test was so that we, if the United States gets attacked, if there is a situation like there was in um, Hawaii, which is an American state, hello? What happened in Hawaii, many people died. Why? Because they were not, they were not warned. Nobody warned them. The person who was in position didn't even know how to run the system. Before they got hired, don't you think that should have been the first thing they were trained on? The first thing that they had understanding of? So all of those people died because of lack of what? Warning. Because of lack of a warning. So the purpose of that, which if we don't catch on, don't y'all realize that every Saturday at noon, Do we not see what's happening? So the body of Christ is getting caught up in stuff that has nothing to do with nothing. And in the meantime, what's ending up happening is we're over here chasing our tails in a circle. It's not made us any wiser. It's not caused us to win any souls, which souls are the most valuable thing in the in heaven. 
That is one of the most valuable things. So here we are running around in a circle, chasing our tail, listening to horror stories from people who are making up all this stuff. Now, before we pray, y'all, I need to give you some scripture because I need us to understand why we need to be vigilant. We need to be like those who knew the times. We must know and hear the voice of God, and we must be able to act when God speaks. Jalil didn't get to this place just one day, woke up, and all of a sudden he's praying and commanding. This has been years in the making, you guys. What you see before you is his application of all that he has been learning. He's set under the tutelage. He has taken multiple rebukes, y'all. Hello. I need us to pay attention to that. Multiple rebukes. A lot of encouragement, but he got rebuked just as much. And it's going to be very important for us as the body of Christ because when it starts to infiltrate where it puts us in a position where we are operating out of fear, when God does not give us the spirit of fear, he gives us power, love, and a sound mind. When we get to the place where we're literally operating out of fear, we're in trouble. Amen? So our role today is going to be to not only pray for Israel, but to also pray for the body of Christ. Why? As we all know, we're well into 5784. We know that the 5784 is the year of the open door. And as I shared during the women's retreat, that open door comes with what? Many adversaries. So the enemy attacked Israel on yesterday. And I could literally, as I was praying, uh, praying, trying to ask the Lord, what is it that you need me to say to the people? Do you want me to finish talking about Elijah? What do you need me to release today? I could hear the minds of the people questioning where we are according to Bible prophecy and the end times. This attack is meant to strike fear in the hearts of every person with a television and every person that has social media, you guys. And we got to stay focused during this time and remember what the Lord has before us in this season. The very things that were prophesied on last week still stand. Even though there were missiles launched against Israel, there are people who have been taken captive. There are people who have died. The same things that he said last week are the same things he's looking for us to move forward by faith with and in, in Jesus' name. We got to understand that when stuff starts coming against you, you must remain steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For Kamika to get up here and start talking about returning back to the line, even though something happened, that let us know we're all on the same line, all hearing the same thing, all having the same understanding. What he needs from us does not change. Just because something happened in Israel. Do we not understand that all of the time that the fights were going on in the Bible, that was who? Oh, come on, y'all can do better than that. That was who? That was Israel. So there has been conflict since the beginning of time. Why? Because Israel is the apple of God's eye. Not the land, the people. The people, we have been grafted in. That makes us what? 
Israel. So when we're being attacked, God responds the same. So it's very important that we keep our minds focused on what it is that he has called us to. I want to remind us that we are called by the Father in Psalm 122, verse 6, to pray for the peace of Israel. But I need us to look at Scripture as our indication to where we are in time. Because I promise you, here's what you're about to hear next. You're about to hear how the world is coming to an end. There's going to be several prophecies that are going to go back to back to back to back to back to back. Every prophesier on social media is getting ready to get on there, and they're going to start telling you to prepare. You got to buy these kits so that you're not caught off guard. Start paying to build these bunkers. They're going to get all your money if you're not wise. Pay attention to what's happening. It's not by happenstance things are going the way they're going. If all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and to those who are called according to his purpose, we got to understand that even this works together for Israel's good. In Matthew 23, Jesus is seen rebuking the current leaders, the religious leaders, the scribes and the Pharisees, because of their false piety. And if you look at the scripture, Jesus gives them nine woes. And it ends by referring to them in verse 33 as serpents and brood of vipers. So we know that the serpent is representative of Satan and it's a type of sly, cunning, or an artful, malicious person. But a brood of viper is an offspring of the cunning, an offspring of the malignant, an offspring of wicked men, an offspring of a venomous snake. But watch this, that particular viper is not fatal to humans. So the weapon is formed, but it doesn't prosper. So we've got to understand that he's going to come against us. And God, here was Jesus calling out these religious leaders, trying to explain to them, that you are literally acting like your father, the devil. They're leading the people down one way, but yet God is telling them through Jesus Christ that they need to go this way. Whatever it is that you see them doing, you hear Jesus say, whatever it is you see them doing, don't act the way that they act, but do it like this. Why? This is the reason that I need you to do it. So he explained it, laid out the path, and told them to walk in this manner. But many of them continued to follow who? The offspring of Satan. They continued to lead the people in the wrong direction. I'm going somewhere with this, you guys. Here's where I'm going with it. How many of us are up in the middle of the night watching these one $900 prophecy? How many of us are hearing prophetic words from people who are living their lives a different way? Jesus called them whitewashed tombs. He let them know that the way that they were doing things, how they were putting pressure on the people to do one thing, yet they couldn't carry it out for themselves. It's the same thing today when we're watching these people with this one $900 prophecy. We're watching everybody on Facebook, but we're not watching their lives. My God, my God, my God, my God. Brood of vipers. 
So next we see him giving what's referred to as the Olivet Discourse. Matthew 24, 3 through 31, starting at verse 3, it says, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us when will we see these things be? And what will the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. Highlight it in your Bible, underline it in your Bible, write it in your notes. Verse 5 says, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. We are already seeing this play out, you guys. Wikipedia records over 40 people who have claimed to be Jesus reincarnated. One that I shared in the past was Jesus Luis de Jesus, Jose Luis de Jesus. And he is a Puerto Rican founder and leader of an organization called Growing in Grace, and it's based out of Miami, Florida. He claimed that he was the resurrected Christ and that Jesus integrated himself within him in 2007. What was crazy is here this man had all these followers, thousands, you guys, more than one campus. So he had people who were watching how? By television, by social media, following behind a lie that he was the Christ. He's one of many. There's over 40 recorded. Alan John Miller, also known as A.J. Miller, he was a former Jehovah's Witness. He was an elder there, and he's a current leader of the Australian-based Divine Truth Movement. Miller claims to be Jesus Christ reincarnated with others in the 20th century to spread messages that he calls the divine truth. And he delivers these messages in seminars and various forms of media along with his current partner, listen to this, Mary Susan Locke, who identifies herself as returned, the returned Mary Magdalene. Guys, Jose de Jesus. He died already. Let me tell you how he died. Cirrhosis of the liver. Can we watch somebody's lifestyle? Now, the other two names I just gave you, both are still alive. Both are continuing to be cunning. Both are continuing to pull people into and suck people into this idea that they are Jesus. How many of our family members, how many of our friends are being caught up in their seminars? How many of our people, how many in the body of Christ are being drugged into this out of fear? Leviticus 20 and 27 says, a man or a woman who is a medium or who has familiar spirits shall surely be put to death. They shall stone them with stones. Their blood shall be upon them. Now understand if she's the returned Mary Magdalene, that means they're talking to a spirit. What do mediums do, y'all? They talk to spirits. Leviticus 19 and 31 says, do not turn to mediums or necromancers. Do not seek them out and so make yourselves unclean by them. I am the Lord your God. So mediums consult the dead. This woman is saying that she is a returned dead person. So everybody who's talking to her is doing what? My God. Do we not understand that we're losing a lot of our young people to this ancestry movement? 
where they are following the voice of who? Their dead ancestors. They're becoming mediums, and yet they're trying to call themselves Christians and saying that this is okay and teaching those who are coming behind because nobody's standing up. Nobody's telling the truth. Nobody's letting them know that by talking to demons, you're actually connecting yourself to a familiar spirit. Things that are in your bloodline are trying to find their way back in. Things that God has delivered you from are trying to find their way back in. But it's up to us to have the knowledge and the wisdom to be wise as serpents, yet gentle as doves. So when we're dealing with the young people, it's going to be important that we deal with them from the space and from the heart of I love you, but I need you to understand that this is against what God has told us. And the reason why it's against it. If we can't explain it, then we need to go sit down and figure it out before we even approach them. Because here's the deal. Many of us are waiting for pastor, apostle, somebody else other than ourselves to explain what it is that God is saying and why he said what it is. Can we explain why they're not supposed to have sex out of wedlock? Can we explain why God doesn't want them getting high? Can we explain why God doesn't want them to be talking to familiar spirits? Or do we have to wait until apostle is available? Hello, somebody. He's calling us to rise up. We want the blessings, but we don't want to fight for what it is that comes against it. We want him to give us all these things. We want the finances. There were so many prophecies that went forth last week. Are you willing to fight the devil that's at the door? Are you willing to come against it? To let it know that it cannot have what rightfully belongs to you. Are you willing to take the stand? Or will you just give it over to the devil and say, well, I, I, I really can't understand what that is. And I, if we can Google how to make beans, if we can Google, come on, I'm telling the truth. Y'all know I'm telling you the truth. If we can Google how to fix stuff, I watched my husband fix our washer using freaking Google. He went in there and unscrewed some stuff, pulled out. I had a one of those shredded outfits and all of the strings tied it up and it couldn't spin. And he was able to go in there and fix it based off of Googling and YouTubing. If we can Google and YouTube that, we can Google and we can find the answers. Asking Holy Spirit, he says, if you lack wisdom, ask me and I will give it to you liberally without reproach. That means I'm not going to rebuke you because you don't already know. Verse 6 in Matthew 24 says, you're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. In other words, don't be scared. Don't be afraid. Know that this is going to happen. It says, for all these things must come to pass. But notice what it says after that, comma, rest, hold on. But the end is not. This is just the beginning of woes. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. Now let's talk about this nation against nation for a second. Kingdom against kingdom. Nation against nation. Do we not understand that Israel and Hamas 
they're really Palestinians. So basically, this is Isaac, Israel, or Jacob and Israel, versus Ishmael's Abram's first son, the one that was born by Hagar. So you've got two different nations fighting against one, one being Muslim, if you didn't know, Islam is a nation. And the other is what we believe. So it's really kingdom against kingdom if we think about it. It's our God against the Muslim God, Allah. So it's the kingdom of light against the kingdom of darkness. He said there's going to be famines. More than 40 million people stand on the brink of deadly hunger right now. According to the USDA, more than 34 million people, including 9 million children in the United States, are food insecure. This is why the bond of unity is so important. Our food pantry is so important. Because the Bible actually tells us if we tell people to just go their way, yet they still stand in need, we're no different than the heathens. Keturah Farms. You heard a lot about that last week. It helps you to understand why learning farming and teaching farming is very important to others. Angie has a friend who is amazing at it, and it's going to be teaching a class on it coming next year. Every last one of us needs to be looking into it. Why? If we aren't paying attention, we might want to look and see what it is that they're doing to the seeds, y'all. The seeds, they're genetically modifying the seeds of the food that we eat, yet we can't figure out where these cancers are coming from. We can't afford to eat organic, but notice that you can get a Big Mac for 99 cents most of the time. You can get all the wrong things for next to nothing, but the things that will help you live. Come on, somebody. But notice in verse 8, he said, all of these are the beginning of sorrows. So what does this mean to the body of Christ? If this is just the beginning and our faith is faltering here, the Bible actually tells us that a man who faints in the midst of adversity's strength is small. Come on, we are not of those that shrink back in the midst of adversity. We are those who put our hands to the plow and we don't look back. We are those that will state that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Every tongue risen against us in judgment, we condemn it. We are those who declare and decree that which shall be so. We are those who open our mouths and dictate that darkness must flee in the name of Jesus. We are those who open our mouths and stand on behalf of our God. This is who we are. So it, with it being the beginning of sorrows, we know that it's only going to get more difficult. But God has placed something inside of us that is bigger than anything that the devil could put in, that the devil could put against us in Jesus' name. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Period. He put himself inside of us. So if you look at verse 9 and go on through verse 14, you see four times where it says, and then. So he said, all of these are the beginning of sorrows. And then four different times he says, and then 
So starting at verse 9, it says, Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. You will be hated by all nations for my sake. The Vatican reports right now that more than 360 million Christians suffer high level of persecution and uh, discrimination because of their faith. The idea is to get us to shut up. This is why what just happened here within the last couple of weeks right here in Iowa, they went up against the schools because the schools were trying to force them to call girls that are born natural women, he. And what they said is, so they have the right to live in confusion, but I don't have the right to stay out of it. They took that thing all the way to the highest court. And do you not know that they won? Oh, y'all should have shouted right there. This is the beginning for us. While most Christians sat quietly, talking about, well, I know that she's a she, but she wants to be called a he, and, 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 and went into the confusion with them instead of taking the stand. This is what it's going to take because we fear more what man can do to us than how we are offending our God. My God. Verse 10 says that, and then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. You guys, offense is the Greek word scandalon, which is the movable stick or the trigger of a trap. It's the bait stick. And if you think about it, how many people are leaving the church of Jesus Christ because of what? Offense. We got to pray because Satan is trapping them where they cannot leave. They cannot move. They can't come to church. They can't be around the saints. Why does he want them away? Because if he can isolate them, he can defeat them. Two are better than one. Where two or three are gathered together, touching and agreeing in my name, I am where? My God. So all it takes is for me and you to get together and agree and God comes down. So in the mornings when we're praising and we're worshiping and all of us are set on one thing, our minds are set on seeing Jesus Christ, our hearts are set towards Jesus Christ, he's coming down and he's not coming down just to make us feel good. He's coming to empower. He's coming to give us what we need. He's coming to uplift and encourage. He's coming to strengthen. He's coming to prepare. He's coming to make us all he designed us to be so we can get the work done. In Jesus' name. This is why he comes down. My God. Verse 11 says, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. You guys, I get letter after letter after letter after letter. The Lord has told me concerning your life. Blah, 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 blah. Now, if you sow a seed of $59.95, I get it via email. I get it via snail mail. It shows up. Do you know how many prophets drop in my inbox from these different countries? The Lord has spoken to me concerning me and you. And if you'll give me 1524. But this is what's happening. And the people are being swept because of it. 
This is why we're missing what God is trying to tell us. We have to be like the sons of Issachar who knew the times and the seasons. By knowing the times, you know what God is about to do. By knowing the seasons, you know how to prepare for war. This is what he wants from us. So we got to get our heads out of the cloud, and some of us got to get our heads up out of the sand. Stop pretending like things aren't happening. This is how Satan is winning the war. Because our heads are in the cloud. We stomping around in a circle talking about we had church. 2014, y'all, there was a Nigerian pastor who impregnated 20 women and claims the Holy Spirit told him to do it. A few of them he impregnated multiple times. One lady had eight kids by him until the police stood up to stop him. Where's the church? Some of these girls were young, 14 years old, but yet he's telling everybody, the Holy Spirit told me I'm supposed to impregnate everybody in here because I have the seed of Jesus Christ. Don't you know you are the seed? Then why are we hiding? Why are we scared? Why are we silent? My God. 1 Samuel 10 and 6 says, and the spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and shalt be turned into another man. When the spirit of God comes upon you, it changes you before it changes anybody else. This is what we're looking for. What I give to you or release to you from the spirit of God should have changed me before it ever got to you. What he's speaking right now is dealing with me before it ever deals with you. Everything God is calling me to is about his people. He's looking for us to take care of the souls that don't know any better. But it takes for us to come out of the cloud, walking around in the fog, and get our heads out of the sand like stuff's not going on around us. Verse 12 in Matthew 24 says, And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. You guys, we're currently seeing the lawlessness. If we haven't figured it out yet, notice how those who are probably over 50, I would say, 40-ish, 50-ish, we never could call adults by their first name. You had to call them Mr., Mrs., Aunt, Uncle, Ma'am, Sir. You had to put a handle on it. We have now placed the kids with the same authority as the adults have. Have you not noticed that you can't get your own kids' health records? Didn't know that, did we? You can't get their health records. So if I have a 12, 13, 14-year-old daughter and something's going on with them and I want to know, I got to pay for their bill. They're not old enough to even drive. They're not old enough to buy cigarettes, buy liquor, buy any of those things, but they're old enough to be the keeper of their health records and make decisions 
Where's the church? Where's the church? They're making decisions. What gender they want to be. And we got to pay for it. We got to pay for it. It's not right. But why are we silent? They now have the same authority that we do, even though they're restricted from many things and their brain is not fully developed. But they can make decisions that impact their lifelong survival, their mental health state, everything. And we're standing back. The dysphoria is now starting to creep into the church. And we're not saying anything. Our heads are in the cloud. We want to respect and love everybody. God respects and loves everybody, but he does not respect and love everything. If you go and you watch the video, the teaching that Terry did, there are things that God even rejects. He rejects them because they are of no use to him. Kamika shared about the thing that they found in her breast. It was of no use to her and could potentially have turned into something else. This is why we have to learn how to pray. This is not the time to sit back silent. Israel was attacked. Do you hear me? They will continue because here's, they, from my understanding, you guys know that I uh, am not like real technologically like amazing. I'm not there yet. But they had one of the best defense systems. It caught them off guard that the missiles were able to get past their defense system. They had what was called like an iron wall. There you go. They had it, and it failed them because their trust was in the defense system and not in him. So for us, number one, our mandate is to pray for Israel. We must pray for them, but we got to pray for the body of Christ because this attack just opened up just as there are effectual doors for us to preach the gospel and many adversaries await us as we go through those doors, that just opened up a bunch of doors for the enemy to start releasing stuff, to cause confusion. Are y'all with me today? So what we're going to do, can y'all give me 10 minutes? Can y'all come to the altar and cry out? 10 minutes. Come on, it's 1243. Quit worrying about the roast in the oven. Half of y'all going to be over there with us anyway. There's some chili or something over there. I saw it. It's over there, right? All right. There's some food over there. Yes. We can't hear you. We can't hear you. The people online said they can't hear you. And I don't even want to say amazing. What I find in this that you, it's just, it's something that it's God that you spoke it. Is we have a meeting on Tuesday to go to Israel in 20, look what happened. You know what? immediately hit me last night when I seen it. I don't think I'm a go. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it's, and then you come in and talk about it. That's what it's set up to do, to start setting fear in us today, not to go. 
to the Holy Land in 2024. How does that happen? We have a meeting on Tuesday to go to Israel, and then all of this breaks out. And, and here's the deal. While I was over there the last time, I came back with the report of how the, gosh, the, is it the USAF? I can't remember what the little, their acronym or whatever is, but it's a United Countries blah, 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 right? Huh? Right, George is like, I, I ain't there yet, hold on. So this United whatever, they had, they were, we were at the top of the Golan Heights. And he says, do you want to come out here and see what's going on? And I said, yeah. He allowed me to walk back there where the soldiers are who give watch over Israel through a telescope. And I sat and I watched Syria being bombed. I watched it. From where we were eating lunch, I could see the plumes of smoke. I could hear it. We were far enough away that it didn't affect us. And I said, has one ever come over here? He said, <laughs> no, ma'am. And I was like, so does this not scare you? I'm asking him questions. Does this not cause fear in you to see all of this going on? He said, uh-uh, because it'll never cross that line right there. And he showed me. He says, my job is to sit here, get paid, eat food, and all I'm doing is watching them go through what they go through, but it'll never hit here. Now, the weapon is formed, but it shall not prosper. Now, I am not all up on all of the politics of everything. Don't send me a bunch of hate mail. Return a sender if you try it. But here's what I'm going to say is this. We must do as the Lord asks and pray for Israel. And we got, <clears throat> we got to pray for the body of Christ. Because the body of Christ, we cannot get swept by fear. We cannot be distracted because the things that God has called us to do must still go forward. We're not going to stand there and wait for the by and by. I put money on it. You guys will start sending me all kind of text messages saying, I just saw a video. They said it's the end times and we need to do thus and such. We've been in the end times for how long? If you look at what that says, this has been happening for a very long time. Even down to people, it goes all the way back to the 17th century, those people who were actually saying that they were Jesus reincarnate. This is not new. The key is Matthew 24 says that the very elect would be deceived if it were possible. That lets us know he's already got us covered as long as we remain under the covering. Do y'all see this? So we're going to pray. Oh, see, I need you to put on an instrumental. And when you come up here, some of us will pray out loud. Others maybe will pray quietly. But here's what I need you to understand. Nothing happens until something's spoken. I shared this on last week. When God saw darkness, he said, let there be light. He spoke. We will not see change or transformation just praying like this. 
Amen. They said when Hannah, I thank you, Holy Spirit, when Hannah desired to have a child, it says the priest could see her mouth moving. He couldn't understand what she was saying, but her mouth was moving. So I need us to pray, opening our mouths. Because right after that, what happened? Hannah ended up, she ended up pregnant. We got to learn how to stop being afraid to open our mouths and pray. No, you don't sound like me. No, you may not sound like Jalil. No, you don't sound like George and Terry. But your prayer is just as effective. God wants to hear your voice today. Can we do this together? Come on and come forward, amen? And if you need to sit on the front row, if you, you have any health challenge that keeps you from being able to stand up, amen.